0: I'm Charles Epting from HR Harmer in New York City.
1: And I'm Michael Cortese, Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire.
0: And this is Conversations with Philatelists.
1: So, Charles, a few weeks back we did an episode where we talked just about ourselves. We kind of interviewed each other and talked about our businesses, how we got started in the hobby and everything. And I. I've... It's
0: probably our lowest rated episode yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this one because it's probably on par with that
0: this was a great idea you had though when you uh mentioned this to me a couple of weeks ago i thought this was a really fun concept that i wouldn't have um
1: necessarily come up with myself yeah it it's it's gonna be interesting i not too many i know for us specifically i'm not i I can't speak for you, but not too many people see our building because we're completely online. So it, we're completely, there's no walk-in traffic unless consignors come to drop stuff off. Or...
0: You know, we, we occasionally get people who want to um, bring in a collection or somebody wants to pick up their auction lots. But no, for you know, for us, we're, we're still fairly newcomers to New York City, um, you know, a little more than a year now. I know you visited our office last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you're one of the, the few who've seen it in person. But no, for those, you know, in a country this big, you um, you know, it's not like London or Germany where um, you know everything is so centrally located. Here, there's people across the country and across the world. So I think it'll be fun to, um, you know, show people where it is we we spend our days.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a great point. We should tell people what we're doing. Um, so we're just gonna yeah. be <laughs> we're just gonna be walking through our our buildings. Charles has recorded himself walking through downtown Manhattan and, and showing the architecture and HR. <laughs> armor no more
0: architecture than hr armor <laughs> to be honest I, I get distracted by the uh, by, yeah. by the complex so uh, um, a, a, and you you're gonna give us a tour of, of noble spirits yeah there's a, a uh, couple as well
1: a couple photos of the of the outside of the building and then i kind of just as briskly as i can while still being able to film everything walk through the building because it's um it's three floors um so i tried to do it briskly but it still came out to eight minutes but
0: so you we, we've got um nearly as many rooms as you have floors it's incredible <laughs> uh real estate must be cheaper up there than it is in uh i imagine H- uh, yeah, on, on imagine. 50th street so awesome so so uh i guess i'm gonna go first i'll i'll start with my uh uh tour of rockefeller center slash uh hr harmer's um uh operation
1: yeah i'm excited to Almost relive it.
0: <laughs> you know what? There were many more people on about last time you were here. Uh, this the city's a bit different now. But
1: well, we can Photoshop some people in.
0: So is this working?
1: Yes, that's working perfectly. It's my movie one I see, which is a uh, and then it's a great I, title.
0: I, that was yeah, that was the title I chose when I was um, I was, you know, playing out my, my right. inner Scorsese fantasies this morning. Right. Right. and piecing together my documentary about uh, about new york so let's let's get started so um yeah. i take i take the so i guess i could have started the video i take the train into um grand central station every morning uh, and it's a, a quick little walk um from grand central to the office so um this building that you can see um the the big tall one is our building that's 45 rockefeller plaza so i'm walking up fifth avenue right now you can see a um uh serious lack of pedestrians these days hmm. um although certainly more populated than it would have been a, a couple of months ago when i would run into the office just to check the mail so i'm crossing fifth avenue here um this is sort of a roundabout way to get to the office i'm going to be honest because i wanted to show off as much of the uh architecture as possible so we'll get to the office eventually but um yeah. i hope you'll you'll oblige me for a couple of minutes here no, so of course That's um when transition. we just, the the uh, sort of yeah. circle out. I don't remember what it was called, but it was, I thought it was a nice touch. So um, when we decided to move to New York city, um, we toured a bunch of office buildings. Uh, it was a lot of fun to, I felt like I was, um, you know, window shopping. Um, so I looked at about a dozen, 15 offices in two days, which was jam packed, but a lot of fun. And um, I'm sure many people who are listening to this know me. And for those who don't, I'm a big architecture buff and especially a big 1930s art deco buff and aficionado which will come up again when you see my office in a couple of minutes so um not only did we want an office that was centrally located um uh, but you know when you have a a company that was founded in 1940 has a lot of history has an image to uphold um i you know, selfishly wanted a building that I thought fit that image. I didn't want right. to be in some ultra modern uh, skyscraper or something. So Rockefeller center, the second I took a tour of it um, with the, the building managers, I fell in love with it. I'd actually fallen in love with it before I took a tour of it. Um, but you can see that the art, um, uh, the Rockefeller family, when they were building this in the thirties was, Very um, serious about wanting to put public art um, all around the complex. So there you can see St. Patrick's Mm -hmm. and Saks Fifth Avenue, which recently reopened. And here is the, um, I think they call it Chanel Gardens uh, on the left. So all of the buildings in Rockefeller Center are named after different countries. Um, So the building on the left is the French Pavilion. Or the British Pavilion and the one on the right is the French Pavilion um, and then the, the central concourse leading up to uh, 30 Rock where NBC is is right in the middle there and I'll pan up to it in a second. Uh, that's the tallest wow. building in the complex. Um, and then there's the French building. Oh, nice transition there. Um, and you can see that's where the, the rink is during the winter. You can see the statue of Prometheus by Paul Manship uh, which has been there since the complex opened. Basically during the summer months it is a restaurant down there um, normally, it's again much busier than this, but they're mm. uh, you know sort of going through a lot. And this quote from John D. Rockefeller Jr. Uh, I try and read it every morning because it's how I try and live my life and it's how I try and run the company. So this quote uh, is is a big inspiration. I'm not going to expect everybody to pause and read it, but I think it's just fantastic. Um, so anyways, that's a, a big part of why I like this complex so much is the uh, the the role model that the uh, Rockefeller family set. So. Um, again, Prometheus 30 rock, uh, and then that's our building for the, you saw for a second, 45 Rockefeller. Um, so this is walking, uh, East on 50th street towards fifth Avenue. Again, this is not the way I usually go into the office. This is sort of a roundabout way. Um, but I wanted to take as much video as possible. So I'm going down 50th. There's Sixth Avenue again. There's St. Patrick's again behind the tree and you come around make a left head north on fifth Avenue. And so I, I mentioned that every – I'm going to pause really quick. If I'm mm-hmm. going on too long, I want you to cut me off. No, no, It's no. um, perfect. So as I mentioned, every building was uh, – na- a lot of the buildings were named after different countries. It was almost like a permanent World's Fair where there was the British Empire Pavilion and the French Pavilion and then – And that building you see uh, where the American flags are coming out of, that's the Italian. No, I'm sorry. The one immediately on the left is the Italian pavilion. This whole building, though, uh, was built in 1935. This is the building that Adria Harmer's in. And it was supposed to be the German pavilion. And as the building was nearing completion, the Rockefeller family looked at what was going on in Germany in 1935. And they weren't big fans of it. Mm. Uh, They didn't think it would be very becoming to have a German pavilion Um, so they, they decided to call the whole building, the international building. They thought if we can't find a replacement country, we'll just make it the international building. So that's what it's still called to this day is the international building. And as I turn the corner you can see Atlas, uh, social distancing and wearing a face mask. Uh, don't worry. He's, he's following, um, governor Cuomo's rules. Um, so the statue of Atlas has been outside of our building since 1935, um, you can see it says International Building, 635th Avenue or 45 Rockefeller Plaza, through the revolving door. And I think that so this is what I first saw when I toured the office, and I just fell in love with the gold right. paint. I think that it's a four-story lobby. It's the largest lobby in Rockefeller Center. There's a statue of Charles Lindbergh. That's kind of a philatelic connection. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't added until the 1980s, I don't think, but um, still kind of fun that he you know, flew the airmail for us and. Um, Uh, That was actually, I believe, a passport office, that second floor, when the building opened in 1935. Now it's a lounge for tenants. You can go have a cup of coffee up there or whatnot. So this lobby, again, four stories, um, gold uh, gilt ceilings and everything, Um, I think is very impressive. I I am um, thrilled every time I get to walk in the office each morning. So, um, yeah, Uh, we're walking towards the elevators now. I really like the ceiling so i kept filming it um (laughs) heading towards the elevator that's uh all right now we're in the elevator um so we're on the 26th floor previously in california we were on the ground floor we had a loading dock and it was very easy to get in and out of the building because Mm -hmm. we had you know a a warehouse and whatnot It's, it's very much easier to um you know, to get boxes in and, and right. get boxes out if you're on the ground floor. But now we're on the 26th floor, which is a, a huge logistical challenge for us at times. Um, but it's been fun to sort of re envision the company and, and have to work around that. So um, still on the elevator. Should be getting off in a moment. I love the elevators are original to the building from the 1930s. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the wood paneling and everything. Again, I, I don't mean to just go on about the architecture, but that's. No, what, I mean. It's, it's, it's what, I, what I love most about this building. And you can see there we are, Suite 2607. Uh, if anyone's looking for office space, that place has been looking to lease for uh, as long as we've been here. Uh, so I'm walking down the hall, and here we are at HR Harmer.
1: It's uh, a nice door.
0: Thank you. So, they didn't come inside. Um, I, I recently rearranged the office, and it's kind of a work in progress. So, uh, as you can see, off to the right, this is our library slash lounge, for lack of a better term. Um, we have seats. We're getting a couch in. It's going to be, you know, where uh, we can do research, hang out, meet with customers, appraise consignments, and whatnot. So, that's immediately when you walk in. Um panned to the left, that sign used to grace our building in California, and somehow we were able to get it pried off the building and dragged all the way to New York. Uh, it's one of the last remnants of the California office that we have. You can see consignments coming in. This is part three of the Bill Byerly collection of Nicaragua, which will be sold this coming December. Uh, nice. We've been selling that for over a year now, and, and this is basically what's left of it. So that's, uh, that's you know what our, what our consignments and such look like. Uh, this is my office manager, Angela's office, with a beautiful view a, you can yeah, see. What a view. Cent- so you can see Central Park if it weren't for – you could see more of it if it weren't for all these. Um, and uh, anybody who is friends with me on Facebook knows my opinions on modern architecture. <laughs> uh, so if it weren't for these buildings, you could see more of Central Park. But at the very least, we do get a little bit of it. Um, not from this angle, but but in that little cluster of buildings in the foreground, you can actually see MoMA from our <laughs> office as well. Um, those apartments under con- – I'm going to stop with your architecture comments. Never mind that. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'd be here in like 20 minutes. I'd still be telling you. So here's my office. Um, I'll go back to these books in a second. Those are a complete run of H.R. Harmer catalogs. And again, similar view uh, out my office window. So nice. um, more than anything, I just wanted to share my little trinkets and keys that I have accumulated, which is um, – I, I like my office because there's so much of my stuff here. So, yeah. um, all sorts of little, uh, you know, a, a little picture of the silent film actor Tom Mix, and uh, political campaign buttons from the 1930s. I like collecting postal memorabilia as well. So, uh, my girlfriend Olivia got me these two little post office boxes from the 1930s. I especially love the one on the right. Um, I just like collecting postal memorabilia. I have a little postal scale there as well. Um, and then these are uh, the HR Harmer catalogs um hr harmer has changed hands a number of times since we were founded in 1940 in new york city and over the years um many of our records and uh you know reference collections and whatnot have been lost sold mm. uh changed hands and uh these catalogs which take up three full bookshelves uh, to my right right now um but i don't think you can see me so i don't know why i just
1: motioned to them no no we can
0: Oh, can you still see me? Okay. Then yeah, the catalogs are, the, these bookshelves here are all the catalogs. Um, a complete run of New York catalogs going back to 1940 London catalogs from about the 1950s, all leather bound. These have belonged, uh, you know, with the company since again, since the company's inception. Um, so these were passed down from Henry Harmer himself to Bernard Harmer. And again, they were moved to New Jersey, moved to Connecticut, moved to California, now moved back to New York, um, have saved a lot on shipping had we been in new york this whole time yeah but uh there's sort of the, the last remaining link to the past so that's why these catalogs are so important to me is they're um you know a tangible reminder of of our company's history so that's that's how i'm going to conclude my tour of the office again uh footprint wise not the biggest office but when you're in midtown um yeah. you don't need that much room um you know we, we made a conscious decision that we were going to downsize on the one hand from the office we had in California to the office we have in New York. Um, But at the same time, I think uh, certainly being on 50th and 5th is, uh, you know, mentally and spiritually a lot more important in the stamp business than uh, than, than being in Tustin, California. No offense to Tustin, California, but I... (laughs) hazard to guess that most people couldn't locate it on a map i'm not even sure i could after working there for three years so um so that's a, a quick run through of uh you know day in the life of hr Harmer, our office our operations um and i hope everyone found it interesting and i'm sorry if i uh focused on the art deco architecture a little bit too much
1: no that was so, that's great so did that work was that was that okay yeah no that was perfect that oh. was perfect i'm um, gonna be a lot right. less architecture in in mine
0: yeah you're gonna be a lot more stamps uh well, or at least you know, <laughs> so, you know our, more it's hard to get less stamps than mine but
1: <laughs> all right um
0: cool, so now it's your turn
1: yeah so perfect so i'll give a quick tour of our facility as as quick as it can be um we Fantas- you, you
0: you have visited us but i haven't visited you yet so I know, this is be... this is the first time for me as well i'm excited
1: yeah so i'll share this You see that? That's cool. I see it. So we we bought this building um, about five or six years ago once we started expanding. It's on the river, so everything that's behind here, it's like a dead drop. Um, we've got storage out here. We actually own the building that's to the left of it as well. That's uh, that's storage as well for our um, inventory. So I do a quick three, um, ignore the pan-ins, uh,
0: I feel like I'm in a Ken Burns documentary. Yeah,
1: iMovie thought I was graduating. Um, so that <laughs> that back there, I'm sorry, right back there. This is our kind of loading dock for um, for UPS and everything. And then that was just a quick shot of the river behind us. It's usually much. Um,
0: That's where the consignments you don't want to sell go. Right,
1: right. So this is me walking in the front door. This is kind of the the um, the entrance, and these are some of our stations for the photographers. Um, we've got a number of them working from home, but there are people, as you can see the mask hanging, um, working in the office, just socially distanced, So like no one can be within two desks of each other. Um, that's our, one of our head catalogers, um, see all the Scott catalogs. And then this is the second listing room I'm coming upon, uh, here. So everybody just kind of sits at their own. Desk, they get their own computer, camera, and then have lecterns to put albums on or individual stamps. Walking into the shipping station now, um, keeping current with the big bottle of hand sanitizer, these are where we keep um, listed individual items, so individual stamps or, or pages collections we keep in there. Uh, I'm going to ignore that room to the left because it's a, it's our administrative office and there's a lot of consigner names on the walls that I didn't want to take down, but this is our shipping station. So everything that's packed for shipping um, to customers goes out of there. We've got some USPS priority mail boxes here um, as one does off to the left. I don't think I pan to them right now Our um, UPS boxes. I do pan to them. Um, more boxes and then this room is is our bay area but it's also storage for larger lots um, the first storage place for larger lots um, got a fridge microwave um, for people and then this is I'm going to close this door now just to show kind of how this works that UPS and USPS pickup area are kind of locked off from the rest of the building so that um People picking up or dropping off to the Bay Area can't access the listed consignment material. And then that kind of locks there. But this next thing I pan to is one of my favorite features about the Bay Area is our our sorting station or the entire um, sorting room for the stamps is on the second floor. So we bought and installed this conveyor belt system to bring... Uh, large consignments up. You can see some on the left that I haven't um, brought in yet. Um, They kind of, they go up to the second floor there. It holds a ton of weight. We've put at least 35, 40 boxes at a time on there. Um, So it really, it, the thing has just been incredible for us. Um, So now I'll go up to the second floor, walking through the, shipping station and the entire building's a a circle. So when I came in through the, that's the employee entrance there on the right, which has to be locked at night. Um, of course. And then another closed entrance, come up the stairs on the right here. You're going to, I'm just going to pause it real quick. This is for the, um, the lady in Chipping, if she wants to bring a box down from upstairs that's over 40 pounds, this thing here actually used to be one of those electric chairs that that people would sit in and come up and down. And we fashioned it with a, uh, a mail basket here so that it can go up and down the stairs and carry boxes for people so they don't have to carry boxes up and down the stairs. Um, and then on the right here, I think I open it, is the entrance to the conveyor belt. And then so I kind of cool. look down it. Um, have you ever
0: taken like, a ride down it?
1: Yes, so many, almost daily, because um, <laughs> just sometimes things <laughs> get actually? caught on the ceiling, and it, it, yeah, it holds weight. It does. It, um, so that's kind of a look down into there. The conveyor belt comes up, and then on the left, I think I'm going to stand up. That's more storage for people. That's a consignment that just came in that I have not brought into the sorting room yet um more storage re- for items that that's where you spend
0: again. your paycheck at the uh slot <laughs> <machine>. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly yeah that's an item that we haven't listed yet so this is all stuff to be listed stuff we've already sorted on these shelves and then this kind of bucket is for for more individual stamps um that we've that we're going to put online um but haven't Yet, the photographers still have to come up, grab those items, take photos of them, and uh, and post them. So that's stuff yet to be listed. Those are all items that are already on eBay. And then this room here is kind of where the magic happens, if you will. <laughs> this room's my office. Um,
0: when you so say magic, you mean podcast.
1: Yes, podcast. Sorry. Um, it's a podcast So... This uh, long desk here, that's where I'm sitting right now. Um, You can see the microphone. This is a consignment behind me that we've been working on for um, a long time. These things came completely um, unidentified, uncatalogued, so we've we've had to strip everything out of the albums while still working on everything else. Um, And then this is my favorite room. This is our sorting room here. Uh, everything, most everything comes to us raw, so these each table here is kind of designated to either our own material or consignment items that come in. So if one consigner sends us 20 boxes, everything goes on that table, and nothing else touches the table until that consignment is done. So we know not to, like... That's my laptop. Um, mix things up. And then all this stuff... That's not labeled because it's our own inventory as well as this. But consignment items get labeled in big permanent marker, so we don't um, mix anything up. And they have their own designated. Like, that's a different collection. Everything under this table here is a different collection. Um, And then this woman here is working on uh, just attributing covers and individual stamps pulling them out of... Albums and, and uh, counterbooks and stuff like that. Sorting topical stamps. And then that's, um, that's another consignment that came in quite a while ago. And then, yeah, more of that that table. So everything on that table is one collection, if you will. Everything under these tables is one collection. Everything on top of here is one collection. Um. Yep, same thing with that. Those are all one cover, massive cover collection we received that we've got to, uh, not sorted in any way, shape, or form, so we've got to kind of break that down into the different countries and, and continents. One final consignment. And then the third floor, um, I think I pan over to just do a whole view of the four. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about this part. So when, when we bought this building... Um, The third floor had no floor. It was just completely... This had all collapsed. Um, So instead of building a new floor, we decided to build a catwalk here um, that looks down upon the second floor. The third floor is almost... um, It's just for conference room, kind of employee training, everything like that, and my father's desk. So you take a walk up here and there's not a lot in this room, but we've got a sofa, the conference table. That's my father's desk. You can see all the way over there. I think I pan around to just, yeah, that's for photo instructions um, for employees. And then I kind of look over the catwalk down onto the second floor that thing holds weight that sofa that you saw there before we had to hoist up onto the catwalk um with four people and then those these two desks are for our programmers who are working on building a new uh software that we use on ebay to list uh, material inventory management everything like that consignment that's my father's desk and then that is the end that's just a view onto the river and then that's our office. I think I've ended. Yeah, there. That was fantastic. Yeah. So that's um, a bri- uh, brisk walk through our building, if you will. Um, yeah. That was
0: great. Of, I was great. As great as that was to see, I still want to come up and visit them. What didn't, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that didn't take care of my uh, desire to travel <laughs> up north. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. There's a lot more to it. That was kind of just a brief overview, but that was, um, yeah, there's a, we, I mean, I'd love to have you up and kind of show you absolutely everything.
0: We can do a, a, a an episode of the podcast live or well not live, but, you know, recorded from,
1: uh, yeah. uh, from noble spirit. Well, same for, same for you. So let's do, let's
0: do remotes. Let's do like on yeah. location episodes.
1: That'd be fantastic. Would
0: be uh, would be a lot of fun. So yeah. I thought this is a great idea. We should we should uh, you know periodically check back in when we get a fun consignment or something, and let's uh,
1: yeah, let's I thought that keep
0: giving people a peek into our our existence outside right. of uh, Zoom.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really, I've never really watched, and I'm sure other people haven't watched um, a consignment being broken down for. Traditional auction and and how it's placed into catalog and and everything like that.
0: That would be fun to do. Sort of a uh, you know yeah. how you guys break down a consignment versus how we break down a consignment.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic.
0: Let's, let's keep mixing up the format and doing things like this. Again, yeah. they're not just us uh you know Walking. interviewing each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. This was this was great. Um. Usually we end with asking each other. I feel like how are we supposed to do an outro when it's just been us? There's not much to. Follow no, up? No,
0: I think this was the outro.
1: Yeah, perfect. So our guest coming up on Monday is David, David S. Ball. Ball. Yeah, David
0: from the American Airmail Society. Exactly. Um, excellent. So anybody watching this, David Ball will be coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. And anybody watching this after tomorrow, after Thursday, David S. Ball will already be online by then. <laughs> Enjoy. You Just <should> go <laughs> find that episode. Exactly. You can go go watch all of our back episodes on YouTube, yeah. or you can listen on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, yeah, so and, and Fla- you always said
1: more flatlypodcast at gmail So um, I forgot to do the in the intro to this episode. I forgot to mention that this was a video episode that people listening um, should probably should go on probably on go on YouTube and watch. You
0: know This um, this might um, this might. Be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> if speaking in technical terms, if you're listening to us, like, hey, look over there,
1: that's uh yeah,
0: that's where we do the imaging. That no, we we uh, we don't even try and describe it. So yeah, this this is um, much better appreciated yeah. on video. We yeah, should have kicked off. With that. <laughs> we should
1: have started. That with shouldn't
0: that. be shouldn't be the last thing we tell people.
1: Right, right. We if forgot to do that. It, I forgot to do that with the Isabel episode also.
0: If um, they've made it this far, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, take, it, take a look on YouTube. Once... Exactly.
0: Go back and do the whole thing again with video. Um, right. Our inexperience is uh, perhaps charming.
1: Well, you know, we, we try to keep it free-flowing. Um,
0: yeah. You, you know, speaking we to— You didn't want to bog people down with too much information at the beginning. Right. <laughs> we were so excited to get to the video that—
1: Yeah. Um, no, but for anybody still listening, I mean, we, we don't come up with— uh, you know, questions before we don't email the interviewers with questions beforehand. We kind of just, uh, everything that you're hearing from the people that we're interviewing, we just, we just throw at them in the, in I the think, moment.
0: I think people can tell that just by listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't
0: think anybody has ever accused us of being yeah. prepared
1: too formal, professional.
0: Yeah, no. Um, yeah. That's something nobody will ever uh, uh, throw at us. That we right. uh, we're too slick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this has been a lot of fun. I like these freeform episodes. I like when we're not. That's uh, all. I like, <laughs> but that's true. I like that we're not tied down to any sort of structure. Sometimes I listen right. to podcasts. My other podcast uh, is way too structured for my my liking. So the fact that this one is so easygoing is is what makes it fun.
1: Right, right, yeah. Oh, we can plug uh, that.
0: We can plug my my other pod, <laughs> the Lost Labels podcast, yeah. uh, where I interview um, punk and new wave musicians from the late seventies and early eighties.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I'd mentioned our email address before. If anybody has a, we'd mentioned some ideas back and forth to each other. Um, you know, the looking at how an auction house breaks down their consignments. Um, if anybody has anything that they want us to cover, not that we're yeah, not, what do you? Yeah. What,
0: no, but what do you want to see? I I feel like a lot of people who maybe they've only bought at auction, or maybe and when I say auction, I mean both eBay and mm. um uh, you know au- traditional auction house because it's yeah. effectively a, a similar process. I think a lot of people um, maybe have a lot of questions or misconceptions about what goes on behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. absolutely, if there's something you want to see, or you know, uh, uh um you know part of the process that you'd like to find out how it works, um, philately podcast at gmail.com and yeah. we'd be more than happy to give you guys a peek behind the curtain again.
1: We definitely would. And you you have that um, those credentials now, right? That I gave you the password? Never. Okay. I'll send that nope. again. No,
0: nope. you text me every day thing. and you never send me the password. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if you if you email us michael will get your email and hopefully relay it <laughs> to me.
1: Yeah, I, so I just forward every exactly. I just screenshot everything and send it to Charles. Um,
0: Yeah, anytime somebody mentions us on Twitter, I get a screenshot within minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most fun part of the Auction House process is sitting around waiting for people to at you.
1: (laughs) It's been a blast for me. It's been a
0: blast. If only I had had a Twitter.
1: Yeah, you you should maybe get one. It's been destroying my life.
0: I think I have one, uh, and I've I haven't logged in. I think
1: you actually followed me. No, I said you follow. I follow me.
0: you and a bunch of uh, paleontology graduate students. Oh, okay. So it's a nice mix. It's you know <laughs> new new discover, new dinosaur discovery, and then Michael retweeting uh, stamp, stamp people.
1: <laughs> it's mostly yeah. I just retweet stuff. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah.
0: This was a lot of fun. I liked this episode a lot. Yeah. Let's do it again. It gave me an excuse to take a walk around uh, around. Rockefeller Center yesterday morning which is yeah. always a a pleasure. So uh, yeah, if anyone else you. wants to hear about Paul Manship's sculpture or uh maybe Edward Durrell Stone's design of Radio City I'll be more than happy to give a lecture on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> the the look of pain in your face. You're like, "Well, we're not actually going to do this." Yeah, right? we
1: can do an episode of that on uh, your other podcast. Um uh, I think it's more
0: fitting for this one. I yeah. think uh yeah, I'll give you guys an architectural peek at, at rock.
1: Ball no, Center it's super that. interesting stuff. All jokes aside. I mean,
0: you know, every once in a while, I need to put the take my stamp hat off and put on my mm-hmm. uh, architectural fanboy hat. So yeah. thank you for obliging me. And thank you to everyone who listened. If you made it through my segment, if you didn't just skip right ahead to, to Michael. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, perfect.
0: This is fun. Let's, uh, again, yeah. let, let's do it again soon. Um, But We'll have a new episode, a new regular episode live uh, in a couple of days with, with David Ball of the American Air Mall Society.
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Fantastic. Michael. Great. As always, great talking to you.
1: Yeah. See you next time.
0: Sounds good.